0: Hey, this is Tessa Velasquez, owner of Baked and Wired, a bake joint and La Betty in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to The Soul of Life.
1: The Enneagram, while it's about individual personality types, it's really about a pathway through life, a location device. Where are you?
0: Michael Goldberg has been on the faculty of graduate schools of management, law, and psychology an attorney and certified mediator, he has mediated hundreds of disputes including large-scale community controversies, and he was an attorney at the U.S. Office of Government Ethics. Michael has taught and consulted with businesses using the Enneagram Personality Test, and he's the author of The Nine Ways of Working, How to Use the Enneagram to Discover Your Natural Strengths and Work More Effectively.
1: Just scan the types, the nine types, and see which one you like least. And, and see if that's not your type. Uh, oh, no, not that one. Let me have any other.
0: I share with Michael the results of me taking a 20-minute online Enneagram test.
1: It's important to remember we're not threes all the time. We're threes when three kicks in, when our defenses kick in. All the types are defenses. Basically, they limit us until we can open up the type and welcome the other types.
0: We practice some armchair psychology talking about Jeff Bezos and Oprah's personality types.
1: Over the years, she's become a much bigger person.
0: And Michael delves into how he's examining some of our culture's ancient stories through the lens of the Enneagram in a book he's writing that includes the Old Testament story of
1: Jacob. It's so interesting. He was a jerk. He was a thief. He stole his brother's blessing. He manipulated his employer. And yet... We root for him. And then once he wrestles with the angel, he's not a jerk anymore. Can we
0: use the Enneagram to transcend the boundaries of our own story
1: in the world? You're not just your personality story. You're able to expand to uh, a world beyond yourself.
0: Or are we tempted to use the Enneagram to narrow our lens and cut us off from connection to others?
1: The Medusa story is about how we get in a fixation. So if she looked at people, they would turn to stone. Well, this is what happens when you do too much Enneagram or any similar thing, which is that you put people in boxes, you turn them to stone.
0: Welcome to the Soul of Life, I'm Keith Miller. And this is episode 15 of season two, how to use the Enneagram to master the puzzle of personality. It's certainly
1: been harder as people are in survival to remember that we're magical beings.
0: I'm Keith Miller, and my podcast, The Soul of Life, is here to help you remember who you really are. I'll bring together people who have gotten off their treadmills. I'll have conversations with athletes, musicians, doctors, scientists, healers, and entrepreneurs to discuss the fascinating edges of our knowledge in neurobiology, psychology, and physics. This is The Soul of Life. Please take the time now to subscribe to The Soul of Life wherever you're listening. Give it a thumbs up or write a positive review. That's the best way to make sure you don't miss out on these amazing episodes planned for season two. Michael Goldberg is a consultant and trainer for people and organizations around the world. He leads training, seminars, and retreats, and he speaks at professional conferences and meetings about leadership, executive presence, and team collaboration. He has taught the Enneagram personality styles widely for 30 years, and Michael has written two books. The Nine Ways of Working, which introduces the Enneagram personality styles to the workplace, and Travels with Odysseus, which retells Homer's Odyssey as an engaging, profound teaching story that informs and inspires us. Michael, welcome to The Soul of Life. How are you? Yeah, you're welcome. Good to see you. I'm I'm interested to hear about your your many years of experience with the Enneagram. The Enneagram is one of these uh, topics in psychology that you know, people talk about about all the time when, when we get in groups, sometimes people are saying, Oh, you're a three. You're a, oh, you must be an eight. I'm a, oh, I'm an eight. And tossing around these numbers. And for many years, I've, I've really never studied it, to be honest with you. I, as a social worker, I've always uh, been sort of trained, I guess, to sort of just get to know people and figure out who they are by, by experience. But, uh, you know, the Enneagram, I suppose, fits in this, in this lineage of other personality tests like the Myers Briggs and, um, and of course, is quite different from psychological psychometric testing. Um, but I wanted to speak mm-hmm. with you about the use and utility of the enneagram, and and uh, I guess to start things off, maybe you can share about the uses of the enneagram and the, a little bit about the history.
1: Right. Well, the enneagram is very old. It appears that the ancient Greeks basically knew um, the system because it appears uh, in Homer's Odyssey. Uh, Homer takes Odysseus. Uh, through each of the nine basic types. Um, and um, I think that's at stage because the Enneagram, while it's about individual personality types, it's really about a pathway through life, um, kind of a, a uh, location device. Where are you? Uh, and um, um, the modern use is as, uh, the common use is as nine uh, personality styles with many uh, subtypes and variations, and each each type is kind of the story we tell. the Story we tell about ourselves, but the story often gets in the way of who we are, and um, and uh, usually people don't know they're they're uh, telling a story. That we say we learn the enneagram so that you can forget it, huh. um, so that you can go just as you were saying for for the real person, for the human person underneath. Right, right. So it's sort of a guide.
0: It, it, it can help us reflect and maybe see ourselves, maybe I suppose like a mirror?
1: Oh, I would say very much like a mirror, especially when you find someone else of the same type telling their story and you can recognize yourself in it. Uh, right. Very much a mirror. It's so difficult to see ourselves, isn't it?
0: For some reason, whatever it is about the way the mind projects outwardly.
1: Uh, to see ourselves as others see us, that is uh, certainly um, that, that's certainly something. yes. It's like a fish yeah.
0: in the water sometimes it doesn't we don't really realize uh, the, the the way that, like you said, the stories that we're using, the lens that we're using to see mm-hmm. the world. Um, and of course we're going to get into the Enneagram and, and some of the types today. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe just go down the list of the nine here for for people so they can sure. have a, a working sense, even if they've studied this before, just to refresh everybody. But the nine types, number one, the perfectionist likes to get things done right regardless of the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the, and I'll let you expound on some of these uh, uh there's a lot more that goes with each definition. But number two, the 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 two type is the helper that nurtures others' careers perhaps and and really wants to be appreciated for it, maybe demands to be appreciated for it. Uh, number three is the producer they they work hard to succeed but they can burn out easily and, and overwork themselves uh, type number four is the connoisseur that, is, that explores his or her creativity and deep feelings but maybe gets lost in feelings yeah. um, number five is the sage that craves data loves theories and insight but maybe forgets the human piece uh, number six is the troubleshooter knows the secrets likes to know the inside scoop who can be trusted, but can get very paranoid. Number seven, the visionary. Inspires people with brilliance and fun, imaginative ideas, but maybe leaves the little details, the closure to others. Number eight is the top dog. Exercises leadership, but maybe ends up vengeful, maybe can be in a bully um, or authoritarian kind of uh, mode. And number nine, lastly, is the mediator, who wants everyone working together as a conflict-free
1: team, but maybe forgets his or her own go- goals. That's good. And you remind me that the Enneagram can be taken at many levels. Uh, there's a, there's an easy, uh, uh, uh superficial level where you could be watching a movie and type the people in it, uh, in, in at the level that you're explaining the types. But of course, people need to know these stories are deep and complex and, and, um, uh compelling and um and uh layered and uh you can uh, you can take them much more profoundly.
0: What's your own story with with getting to know the enneagram? Why did it take on such an interest in your in your writing and your career? Uh you wrote the nine ways of working which is really about the enneagram.
1: I learned the enneagram when I was in college. Uh it wasn't very well known uh, the the principal teacher was a man named Oscar Chazo, a Bolivian uh philosopher. And um uh um, I wasn't that taken with it. It seemed it seemed kind of uh scientific uh and and dry and and I too don't wanna to put people in boxes. I wanna make a uh connection to the person uh, to, to the to the heart and soul that's the magic in each of us um uh, but i came back to it years later some years later with a wonderful teacher named helen palmer who had uh, uh thought of the idea of gathering people of each type uh in a in a panel so you could see five or six people uh of the type and it really brought it home uh and and it showed how we're we're telling these stories about ourselves uh that um Often we don't know, but limit our range, limit our, limit our capacity um, when we're too focused on, on uh, just our own story. On the other hand, the story tells what's important to us, what we value, what has meaning, and it's nice to know that about yourself. It's nice to know that about somebody you're talking to because we subtly, in general, make make a um, have an idea that the people are. Basically, like us, but they are the distorted version, and so and so. Uh, it turns out that people really are uh, focused on different things, and it's 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 nice uh, uh, for yourself and for the other to know that you can uh, adjust your, your focus of attention. Right,
0: right. It, it it moves us away from perhaps generalizations that 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 get us into trouble over generalizing. <laughs> And it helps us get more specific is, you know, I'm I'm a marriage counselor and and that working with couples is a big part of my work. And is the Enneagram useful for, for couples in maybe premarital work, people thinking about starting a relationship together?
1: You know, um, I uh, think there may be no better use, even though the Enneagram is used widely in business, it's mostly what I do. Um, uh, And in every sort of endeavor you could think of, Teamwork uh, uh, and uh, self exploration. I don't know of a better use than, uh, or a more dramatically effective use than with couples, because um, you can predict communication problems from one type to the other. You can see where they might mesh and where they won't mesh. Um, you can make the story that each. Member of the couple is telling clear to the other, so that they can respond to it. Really gives context to what you're seeing in the behaviors and patterns. And I would also say the types are very charming. They have a they have, they're very seductive. They um, they have a uh, a juice amount to them, and so um, it's uh, often startling to see your partner in that way when you when you. Have been um, struggling, or or um, uh, to see them, to see them, um, to see what's important to them. We could say, right. to, see what, to see what of, they yeah. value. Looking under and the hood, to, and, and then you can respond to that in an, in an honorable way. Oh, you, I'm not a person who thanks people very much. I just need to remember that my husband likes to be thanked, uh, and I will remember to do that from now on. Right.
0: That reminds me I, I read Jeff the the biography of Jeff Bezos, the founder owner of Amazon. Yes. And he he his biographer writes about how Really horrible he is with understanding and mapping the minds of other people around him. And and, and how, (laughs) yes, and, and how, I mean, notoriously difficult to work for because of that, um, sort of an exacting of perfection. And, uh, Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: yet he, he knows that that's an impediment and knew that it is and, and brought people around him and got people around him who would give him feedback and just teach him what are the skills I need. Like you said, like, oh, I should thank people. Right, um, right. you know i should ask them if they have time to talk <laughs> um, or something yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that's what he does i doubt that's what he does yeah. but um, no, yeah so it's it's it can be a tool um and it also you, you remind me of the five love languages one of the uh, it, perennial bestsellers by gary chapman for couples that really helps people see oh one of your core needs is affirmation right um Oh, okay. So that's not one of mine, but I can see that's something you need kind of a daily basis. And if you don't get it, you're going to be having trouble. (laughs) Uh, It just helps people understand and kind of grease the wheels a little bit. Psychologists kind of work differently when they're assessing the personality, right? I mean, uh, you know, in other words, a psychometric personality inventory test is a you know day long at least, or you know half a day, multiple batteries, meaning multiple tests, kind of testing the validity of each other. this is not something really meant to assess the personality, right? Can you talk about the differences? I've, you know, it's this is not a scientifically based
1: um, method. There are a lot of people who would disagree. There hmm. are psychometric tests um, uh, using the enneagram. I, um, I don't play there. Uh, for me, it's about mythology and story. I'm more interested in. The flow and use in daily life as you live your story. And how is it
0: different from the Myers-Briggs, another very popular personality inventory?
1: You know, that's such a great question. Um, uh, and for a while there were, there was a lot of conversation, um, on the internet and, and elsewhere. And I presented at some Myers-Briggs conferences years ago. Um, so I'll say this gently because I'm not an expert in MBTI. But in general, um, the the categories of um, Myers-Briggs, which are helpful, uh, more than helpful, um, are, are um, well, they sit there. Whereas the Enneagram story is, um, it flows. Um, it tells you... What Kind of where you you've come from, uh, where you might be going, uh, and um, there may be some overlap between the two in terms of issues that you face. Um, but um, uh, there's a whole different feel to the movement of the enneagrams than the categories of Myers Briggs. You can get stuck in the enneagram too sure. as a system of categories um, like Myers Briggs, but I think that's a, a a parochial use. I see. So there's more flow
0: to the to the enneagram from your perspective, and and more ways to interact with it, and kind of. Um, That's my impression. Without yeah. being an expert, and sure. I
1: don't want anybody to get in the MBTI world to take it too
0: seriously. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe others would would disagree. You know, we'll talk about my enneagram test, which I I took before I was going to speak to you. I found mm-hmm. some. Online uh, offering, and you know, I think they were they needed your email in in order to give you some of the results. And I think it was a twenty minute test, and and I and then if you want the full results, you pay twenty dollars or something. So I bit the you know I, I bit the bug on that, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I I shared with you my results. I'm interested to hear you uh, your 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 thoughts on on how that that typing came out. But um Christian groups have flocked. When I was looking to Looking up and researching the enneagram, a lot of Christian groups, whether it's Catholic or Protestant, and I think uh, even Jewish groups are using the enneagram for spiritual growth and maybe Bible study. What's your take on that? Why have, why has there been such a movement?
1: I like that. Um, uh, you know, one frame of the enneagram is uh, uh, the old uh, vices and virtues, and and so each type has its own its own vices and virtues, and uh, it's easy to slide into theology from that. Some of the earliest teachers were um, religious priests and nuns, and uh, they brought it to those communities. It's not without controversy, though. uh, There are people who think that it's not the most spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. But mostly, as I understand it, it's very popular in those groups. It seems to be
0: uh, enough to get the Vatican's attention, so that the Vatican, I think, wrote wrote a statement about, you know, oh, I like something like "be careful," like this is not, you know, this is not the same as the scripture, and you know, just, you know, just use it as a tool or something like that. They're just sort of a caution. I think they they put a yellow flag on it. <laughs> um, yeah. um, is, is there an enneagram type of person, like a person who just loves to be typed? <laughs> you know, someone who loves to have things in categories you know is, is that one of the types
1: when you first learn the Enneagram uh, there's there's uh, as I was saying it you, you can feel the charm of the types uh, and I think that especially when you're just learning it you see type everywhere and uh, uh, in, in characters in fiction and movies TV um, and it, it's uh, I think it's natural uh, to want to type them we see we see typings of the uh, characters in all kinds of TV shows that that um, uh, people write articles about
0: right it's, it's 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 nice for armchair psychology I suppose That's
1: it. Yeah, yeah that's it. very good so I, I
0: mentioned I took this maybe 10 or 20 minute test and yeah. I got this report sent you the report and so let me let me let me look at this for a minute so it, it I was I, I have to say I didn't feel flattered like I, 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 <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting to be typed as a three and I'll just talk about what this. So a three is the producer who works hard to succeed but on the other side can burn out and overwork. And that certainly uh, that's me in a lot of ways. I guess I, maybe we have this reaction. I have this reaction. I don't want to see myself that way. <laughs> um, let's talk can we talk about what the what this some impressions of the report? mean and, and, um, you know, they have these groupings about, you know, what percentage of a match you are with other types. So even though they show me as a more dominant three, there's, you know, my eight is very strong. And then, you know, many of the others are not too far off. It's not as if I'm just like just a three, you know. So can you talk about how these groupings work together a little bit?
1: The way I learned to do Enneagram typing was said to be the traditional way, which was, in a conversation with someone and that over the course of, um, an hour or so you would be able to find, uh, where their, um, where their, uh, attention went and, uh, how they responded to, uh, various situations and so on. And, um, that kind of typing is, it's very leisurely, but it takes a lot of, uh, It takes a lot of time. You could take a twenty-minute test, but but all of that, all the all of the instruments have been developed in recent, relatively recent years, um, and uh, they don't offer that uh, layeredness or richness of of finding type. A lot of types might respond similarly to the same situation um, that you would find on a. On an instrument, but for different reasons. So probing motivation is, uh, critical. I used to say, uh, just scan the types, the nine types, uh, and, um, scan the definition of paragraph definition of them and see which one you like least and, and see if that's not your type. Uh, oh no, not that one. Let me have any other. And that's just the beginning. Of course, what are you drawn to in a more subtle way? Um as far as your threeness, uh it's important to remember we're not threes all the time. We're threes when three kicks in, when our defenses kick in, all the types are defenses, uh, even though there are high sides and benefits to all of them. Basically they limit us um until we can open up the type and welcome welcome the other types because mm. In, a, in an appropriate situations, so that we can be more, more capacious, more flexible uh, um, um, inside ourselves. The goal is really
0: integration, right? It's it's, it's not yes, to say, it's, oh, it's I'm am a, a three, so that's just the, that's the end of the story.
1: That's right. Um, uh, someone might say, uh, and it's typical of the type. Um, I'm an eight, the big uh, bully type. Uh, 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 I'm an eight. Learn to deal with it. But, yeah. of course, that's not the deeper work.
0: No, right. There's so many different ways to use it. Um, are there people that we would recognize, public figures, who whose types are known? I, you mentioned, I think, Oprah Winfrey. You, you, what's, what's her What's her type? Please take the time now to subscribe to The Soul of Life wherever you're listening. Give it a thumbs up or write a positive review. That's the best way to make sure you don't miss out on these amazing episodes planned for Season 2.
1: Well, she's a, uh, she's three. She, uh, but she's, she's a, a, a lovely version. Um, and, uh, and over the years, she's become much more, much more, much, a much bigger person. Right. Um, you know, you might say of someone who's kind of let go of their type or who holds it lightly, uh, um, um, that, uh, that they, they're not stuck in the type. They can move around. They can call on other, um, aspects of themselves. Right. So, but the three is a person who works hard, um, who is very, who is successful, uh, who is, um, who is, uh, uh, um, often a leader in, in the field. Um, and, uh, um, Oprah has that, you know, a... a the, the hard-working success.
0: Yeah, and they, they present well. Threes present well.
1: We call them image points. Uh, there are a couple that are, um, that want you especially, it's true of everybody, but especially the image points of which three is one, they want to appear to you in a certain way. They want to appear um, confident, confident, successful. Um, whether or not they're struggling inside with uh their own right. image at the desk, right? Um, Got to look good. Uh, yeah, yeah. fake it till you make it uh, a it till you make it, right? And
0: and that's the part of it that just kind of hit me between the eyes. Like, well, wait a minute, that's not how I like to see myself. I like to, see, you know. And as you point out, I think, you know, I'd, I'd rather be one of these lovely threes, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And so I think, but I do think that there's, um, you know, other other pieces, other other types that also are strong for me. Um, the helper, the two is a very strong piece for me. My training, my spiritual background, my, my uh, em- ability to empathize and really care for others. Um, and sort of expect everyone to care, f- you know, for each other. That's sort of, um, and, and also being visionary. So I can see that's a seven. Um, like, like, and do liking imaginative things. Um, uh do people you've done a lot of workshops do do people say you know what what's goldberg you know so what what are you what i do they guess <laughs> more, your type
1: more years ago when i was more prominent maybe uh that people would discuss my type uh on the internet it was pretty funny people would say well goldberg's a three because he works in business and that's a uh that's a three world um but of course i'm not really very free in real life. I was going to
0: put you more around a seven, if I'm using my armchair.
1: Well, I I have a lot of that um, uh, spreading good cheer uh, quality, uh, and uh, um, so so you wouldn't be you wouldn't be wrong. Sure. I also sure. have a lot of um, uh, a lot of four uh, where where um, people are concerned about. Going down and in and and about depth and in a sense both of those are opposite, uh, but they appear at, at different times. Um, right. right. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm probably more seven in public. Uh, yeah. And 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 more four alone.
0: Really makes sense to me what you're saying. I didn't really realize that there was this integrative piece with the enneagram. Uh, I'm liking it more as we talk. <laughs> the more I hear about it, because. <laughs> So much of what I do in this in in the work as an IFS practitioner, internal family systems, which which views the mind as naturally multiple, that we have all these parts and they're not always distinct, um, but but they can be. Uh, they can take on roles of either you know protective, uh or in and or or you know push away pain. So we either manage pain or you know try to prevent pain by managing it, or the pain's already out. We're just trying to get rid of it. That's a firefighter um but that the whole goal is that we can unblend from these parts that when we unblend from the parts we identify them we appreciate them and then have them sit somewhere beside us or behind us and we are right. actually present The parts right. are there for us and they're they're aspects of us but they're not us mm-hmm. um it sounds very similar to what you're describing Tell me about your book. Tell me because I, I I know it has something to do with the story of Jacob, which I see behind you. I think Jacob's wrestling with the angel there, and, and... that's right. Very good. Well,
1: Jacob was a three. Jacob was unquestionably a three. Um, um, I don't want to say like you, but there's a resonance. Huh? I mean, he was kind of a jerk, right? <laughs> He's a big time jerk. <laughs> jerk. It's so interesting. He was a jerk. He was a thief. He stole his brother's blessing. He. He uh, manipulated his employer, um, Laban. Um, and, and yet, as people have pointed out, we root for him. And then w- once he wrestles with the angel, uh, he's not a jerk anymore. The blessing of uh, the angel is that, um, his new name is now Israel and he, Israel meaning he who wrestles with the divine. And, um, once he can, uh, well, there's much, there's a, there's a book length story here that will hopefully come out soon. But, but, um, one explanation is that, um, his story changes to, from a linear story that's like a, like a sign, um, that has a literal meaning to a symbolic story where he lives in both worlds, where he lives in, 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 the Larger life world and where he lives in the, in the, in the, um, mundane world. And he translates one for the other. Uh, so, so, um, and that's an initiation. And then you would really have trouble talking about him as a three, then, because he's really transcended that level of, of, uh, analysis. He's, um, he's, uh, operating on his own. Imagination, um, he's, uh, he's there for others in a way that a fixated three might not be. And, um, uh, um, so that story is a story of how you let go of the fixation. It's by living, entering a larger life. You're not just your personality story, but you, Have you? You're able to expand to uh, to um, uh, a world beyond yourself. Mm.
0: I find that so moving to this idea that 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 this this total grade A asshole (laughs) has has a encounter with the divine. Somehow the divine finds it him worthy enough to wrestle with in this visionary sense, whether it's metaphorical or right some. But there's some clear transcendence of reality that took place there for him and he got out of through that vision and through that through that encounter he got out of his rigid life that was killing him and probably killing others that he was having contact with and it transformed him and it and it it somehow energized this process of expanding
1: that's right that's so it's much it's more yeah. wow yeah
0: what a rich story! So your book is about that, and, and, and what and what else? If anything else that
1: yeah, you... I'm, I'm, I, it's basically I retell two stories: um, uh, the Jacob story and also the Medusa story from Greek mythology. Mm. And what happens in Medusa? You know, if, if the Jacob story is about how we um, get rid of our enneagram number, get rid of the fixation by expanding. Um, The Medusa story is about how we get in a fixation and we get stuck with one, one God Um, Medusa uh, pissed off Athena and, um, and uh, uh, Athena froze her. She froze her face. So she froze the way she was looking. She could only look one way. um, And she gave her, Athena gave Medusa the evil eye so that she would judge people. And um, and also, if she looked at people, they would turn to stone. Well, this is what happens when you do too much Enneagram or any similar mm-hmm. thing, which is that you put people in boxes um, and categorize them, and effectively, you turn them to stone because they... You, there's so much more to the person, uh, but you've fixed them in a certain way. And 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 the way that Medusa gets out of it, ultimately, Perseus comes, and he brings the tools of many gods. Uh, he brings uh, um, uh, Zeus's sword and um, Hades' helmet, which makes Perseus invisible, and he has the Teleria, which are Hermes' famous winged, Shoes so that he can travel at the speed of thought. Uh, and, 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 uh, Athena's shield, of course. And so by bringing the perspectives of many gods, many angles, uh, it gets Medusa out of her frozen state. Uh, and that's the solution with the Enneagram, uh, uh to, is to welcome or integrate, as you said, the, the, um, other perspectives. So that you can call on them as necessary, as appropriate, and you're not just stuck in one all the time.
0: Right, right. Well said. I mean that, and, and the rendering that you have of Medusa in, in your background is, is is maybe one of the more I, flattering ones that. Yeah, I like. I like that. I like that
1: one. Usually she's uh, meant to be terrifying, but <laughs> right, right, this one's right. kind of cute. <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're really
0: you put your finger on it really well, Michael. That you're talking about that I think the like so many things that we learn any knowledge or tool that we have it's 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 just a tool right like it's not something that we if once we start worshiping that tool or maybe assigning describing sacred value to it uh as if it's flawless then it really becomes and like we're the tool i suppose um <laughs> <laughs> it's using us uh sort of like our sort of like our phones right these phones have so much knowledge at our fingertips and uh so much that can help us expand our minds and connect us with others, and yet, if if we're not aware that it's just a tool, it's like a shovel. At the end just of the day, a tool.
1: It's just a tool.
0: Yeah. How how are we using that tool? That's more. That's the better that's, question. That's
1: exactly right. It's not the, uh,
0: the map is not the territory. The map is not the territory. That's well said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for so many people, especially during this time, we're looking for maps for sure. We're looking for. Answers and maybe more than ever uh, during this time, people are dealing with grief. Michael, I think that's a big theme that pe- that I'm hearing. That it's and, and and we're not aware that we're dealing with grief. We we get angry and we get into fights with other people. We get into a frenzy. We get paranoid about politics, and then we, we're not even realizing what's driving it, what's underneath it. What are we? We're sad about something. We're, we're maybe we've lost, whether it's an identity or we're afraid we're losing a an identity or something uh, or certainly tangibly people have lost economically people have lost their health so um we need maps this is an enneagram seems like a good place to start
1: it certainly helps in the process of expanding your um playing field it's a tool to connect with other people in a deeper way um which uh i guess you could say is generally helpful you remind me uh,
0: of of the Bill Moyers episode interview with uh, joseph campbell.
1: campbell yeah yeah right.
0: what what a rich uh, interview that is, where he talks about his his legendary work with mythology and uh, yes. compar- comparative mythology um, yeah. hero with a thousand faces
1: what a what a wonderful odyssey that
0: is as well
1: Moyers talked about working with Campbell, and apparently um, that wildly successful uh, series. Of energy use uh, was very difficult to cut, um, huh. and they 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 had a they had a time picking out the juicy parts and making it coherent. As good as Campbell's wow. very interesting, and his books right. are very worthwhile. But I always like that kind of behind the scenes knowing.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's because uh, uh, Bill Morris is so smooth and so so yes. so right. Love him. Pull, pulled it all together. Um, but what was the thing that stood out to me? Oh just just the idea and i wonder if you have a thought on this that that we've lost as a culture especially as a western culture i'll say as a modern western culture in the information age let's just put all those all those qualifiers in there um we, have we lost our sense of ritual and our sense
1: of the mythology when life is about survival it's it's uh, harder to address meaning which is what mythology uh gives us there is a way that uh, when we dismiss the larger life um we lose we lose that aspect of our lives having meaning it's certainly been harder as people are in survival mode to remember that we're magical beings
0: yeah that's really well said i mean we have the magic of disney i suppose and <laughs> you know these hollywood studios cuz we're, we're storytellers aren't we at yeah. our hearts we're storytellers we're meant to make sense of these puzzles.
1: That's right. We're meant to make sense of these puzzles. We're essentially, we're storytellers at heart, and we give meaning to our lives through our story.
0: Anything else you want to share about where people can find you
1: or, or any other thoughts? Thank you. Um, the website is ninewaysofworking.com. Uh, the books are um, The Nine Ways of Working, which is an introduction to the Enneagram. Uh, travels with Odysseus, which, uh, I don't know, people sometimes worry that they don't know the Odyssey, but you don't have to know the Odyssey. Everything, everything that you need is right there. Uh, and it tells the story of Odysseus traveling through the lands of the Enneagram. And the new book, Medusa and Joseph, hopefully soon. That's great.
0: Uh, I hope people find you through this. Michael Goldberg, thank you for being here on The Soul of Life. Thank you, Keith. This um, was really nice. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Soul of Life. This is Keith Miller. Oh, and don't forget, please leave a thumbs up or a like for this episode wherever you're listening so that others like you may find the soul of life. I mean, really, it's not every day you get to share the soul of life with someone. Okay, so you can post a comment or question on souloflifeshow.com. I'd love to hear from you. And please subscribe now to get the next episode. I look forward to sharing more of my soul of life with you.
1: I like it and it's not harsh to my eardrum. All right, I will go.